Now, today I want to talk to you about something, and I am preaching to myself today, all right? And it's something that we don't hear a lot about anymore, especially in today's society, in today's culture, and that is rest. Everybody say rest. Do you know what rest is? (laughs) Come on, we live in a society that's all based on speed. Rest means cease work or movement in order to relax, refresh oneself, or recover strength, all right? And we don't hear about it a lot, especially in today's society, in today's culture. And if you look at our culture, it's all based around what? Speed. You look at fast food. You know, I think Kevin and Michelle and I, we all had dinner the other night with with Spencer. He's the general manager of the Chick-fil-A at Tigertown. And all, I mean, everything out of his mouth was how fast. I think he said they do, what, 180 cars an hour there. 280 an hour there. But anyway, it was all based on speed. And everything in his talk and his conversation was how can we do more? How can we get it out faster? Speed, speed, speed. Well, that's just the way, that's the society we're in now. You order a package online and you're looking for the fastest shipping option to get it. And, uh, and we've set ourselves up for, for, to put unnecessary pressure on stress on us. Because that's not a good recipe for stress, to live like that, always expecting and demanding everything right this minute, is it? It's not. And what's interesting, if you study history, like we all should, you'll see that slowly over the years, we as a people have allowed ourselves to be pulled into an environment of stress and pressure, all based on needs, all based on we want it now, we want, it, we want things faster. All right? I mean, if you take 50 years ago and you just look at America, people actually rested then. You know, they, uh, they, they, they worked six days if they worked six, mostly five. And then they rested just as God did. All right? But you see, there was more of a heart for the things of God back then. And it's been preached that, and a lot of pastors believe this, and there is some truth to this, that, that this is just a wedge that the enemy is driving in to pull people away from the things of God. Because most all of this is driven by the need and desire for money. All right? Now, but it, you can, if you look at history, we have become more about, progressively, more about working and we pushing ourselves to the limit than about resting and relaxing. But God tells us to do what? He tells us to rest. And listen, I'm a small business owner. Kevin's a small business owner. His is bigger than mine. Chad's a small business owner. All right? Luke's a small business. I mean, listen, and you guys probably can shake your head. There are days you push yourself to the limit, right? Because you need to get it done. You need to make, you need to make that money. But you've got to remember, there's a balance to everything, right? We've been talking about that since the beginning of the church. There's a ba- but it's up to us. We have to find that balance. Point is, don't get yourself so overwhelmed and so pushed that you can't rest. Because rest is so valuable, so valuable. And it's very important to find that balance. Because listen, somebody may hear this and say, well, I've got to rest, so now they become lazy. No, that's not good, is it? No, you don't want to be lazy. You want to have that drive for, for, to, to work and to, and to provide. That's healthy, but you've got to balance it. You've got to balance it. It makes me think about Michelle's parents here. And I love them, I love them more than they'll ever know also. And, and mostly because they gave me the love of my life, but that's okay. They are great people. But, and this is Pop and Mama D. Most of you may know them as Jerry and Diana. 
But, I mean, you know, if you're going to be a cool grandmom, you've got to have a cool grandmom name. So she's Mama D. So we all know them as Pop and Mama D. But Pop is so gifted. He, God gifted him, number one, with a great heart, but with the ability to make money. All right. Now, he doesn't make money just so he can have five houses, 15 cars. And that's the really great thing. He makes money to, to live this life comfortably and to live this life happy. I've never seen this man upset. And to live this life to help others. And that's great. But the man can make money. I can count on two hands the numbers of times and then certain deals where he's lost money. And i just like, man, I wish I could do that. Man, I wish I could do that. But he can see the value in anything. And not only that, he can understand how to get that value out of it. And it's fantastic. He has a drive to make money. When he sees a deal, he seizes the opportunity. And he goes after it. And he goes after it. And I love that. But that can get out of balance, can't it? It did. And, and when we have Christmas, all the, the Michelle's brother and sister come in and everybody's always around the table and they always tell the same stories over and over. And there's a couple of them that jump out. And one of them was about Christmas morning. And they, all the kids are opening their presents and all of that. And all of a sudden there's a knock on the door. And Rachel tells this story the best, her sister. And it's a man wanting to buy a horse on Christmas. Well, Pop being driven to make money like he is, he goes from Santa Claus mode to instantly salesman mode. We got to go. We got to go sell this horse. So, you know, but the great thing is, is God puts a balance in our life, right? Well, that would be Mama D because all Mama D's got to do is look at him in the right way and just say his name, Jerry. And then I thought, well, he just comes right back in. He comes right back in. I remember one time she tells one story about they used to go to the rodeo in Montgomery every year and they would take their horses down and and then they would ride into the grand entry and all of this and I don't know if it was Mama D or it may, it may have been you but anyway they rode back to the to the to the horse trailer in the truck and Pop said hey uh, get down off the horse I've sold that horse you know so she's, that, was it you it was you just sold her horse <laughs> but that's okay Mama D keeps him in balance and she, point of that story is don't be so driven so driven all right find that balance all right, find a clean balance and understand that. Now, you also need to understand that rest is vital for the health of our bodies. I think Keith could tell us. Jordan could tell us. It's very, very vital. I can't tell you how many times, and I'm horrible at pushing myself. I will work, 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 work. I'll never forget. Well, about four years ago, Michelle and I were in a position where we were trying to pay some things off, and so I, I was working two jobs while we were at Auburn Fellowship. I literally worked at the bakery from 5 o'clock in the evening until usually around 3, sometimes 4, depending on traffic when I got back. I'd go home, sleep for a couple of hours, and then I had to be at a warehouse at 7 in the morning until 5 again. And they would let me off a few minutes early so I could go down the street to my other job. I did that for a year. It was horrible. It was horrible. I pushed myself and pushed myself. And I didn't have rest, so I didn't get to have the benefits. And it affected my body. It really did. It affected. But some of the benefits, and listen, there's a bunch of benefits. Just Google it. But I put down some of what I feel like are the most important in my eyes. Now, rest will boost your immune system. All right? Rest will improve your memory. I need a lot of rest now. Something about getting older. I don't know what that is. (laughs) But rest restores or energizes. It refuels your body, right? It helps with weight management. Rest helps keep you emotionally fit. You ever been around somebody that's just always chaos in their life? My sister's that way. Bless her heart. 
She cannot rest. I never see her rest. She's just always, no, 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 I'm strong. I'm just like, breathe, breathe, you know. So she needs some rest. All right, sleep slows down the aging process. All right, well, all those years that I pushed myself, I pushed myself, I pushed myself, I guess that's where gray hair came at 30 years old. So, But, and sleep helps you make, sleep, a rest can make you eat fewer calories. Now look, there's, this is just a few benefits. I can keep going. There's no sense in doing that. I want you to understand there are health benefits and it's very important that we choose to make time to rest our bodies. And there's different types of rest. We're talking about physical rest, but there's also a spiritual rest. All right? You need to know that. But unfortunately, most people push, push, push. We push. We don't understand our limits. And we push ourselves to the breaking point. And I, it, you see it over and over. And I've done this too. It made me think about when my dad, he worked for a company, a trucking company. And he worked there, I think, 30, 35 years. And retired. But he had a delivery route, a set delivery route. And every day they would load his truck. He would go to his area and run his route and unload his deliveries. And he had to hand unload that. And so it was hard work. And he did that for 22 years and then he decided, well, you know, I'm getting older. It's getting harder to do this, and I'm going to take an easier position. So he took a position at night, all right? Understand, he'd worked this job for 22 years where every morning he was up at 6.30, every night he was in the bed by 10. And he did this. His body was in this routine. Well, now he takes this position at night. Same, same company, just driving from city to city. And he didn't have to handle the freight, but he was up all night. So he had one day off, and then the next day he had to be back at 9 o'clock at night to start his new route, and it was going to be all night long, and he usually would get back about 8 o'clock in the morning. Well, he made it about three nights doing that, and he couldn't sleep. His body was used to that routine, but he kept pushing himself. He kept drinking coffee. He kept drinking the little five-hour energy drinks, and you name it, roll the windows down, shaking his head, everything he could. He kept doing it. He kept doing it, and he kept pushing himself, kept pushing himself. On that fourth night, he was going through Atlanta around the bypass about 3 o'clock in the morning. And he said, I felt it come on. I felt it come and I couldn't do anything about it. Never would have, he said, I never would have thought it would have happened to me. He felt it. He fell asleep. He said, I broke into a sweat and I could feel myself going and I couldn't stop it. So he hit the wall, the center wall on I-285. Thank God nobody else was involved. He was fine. It was an ugly mess for the trucking company to have to clean up. And of the 35 years he was with the company the only accident he ever had. But the point of the story is we all have those breaking points. And it's very easy to, to, to overlook that. We all think we're Superman, all right? Give me a power nap, I can make it. Give me 10 minutes, I can make it, all right? Think about that. Don't do that. Don't push yourself to the breaking point, all right? Because it's so, so easy to do. And it's very, if you really, if you think about it, think about the human body like an automobile, all right, you take a car, it needs three main things to operate. It needs fuel, all right, it needs electricity for the electronics and the battery and all of that to operate, and it needs intelligence, all right? A car, a car is not going to operate without some intelligence, right? It can't operate on its own. It needs somebody to operate it, all right? And some of you guys need some more intelligence behind the wheel of your car, but that's a whole different story there. But our body's the same way. If we need fuel which we get from calories and the food that we eat, all right? And then your body generates electricity, which is vital for the nervous system and your heart. And you got to have intelligence to make good decisions to live out your life, right? But just like in a car, 
those sources of energy have to be completely, they have to be constantly supplied. All right? So you've got to constantly refuel your body. But the interesting thing is, is the energy you need, you can refuel your body with food, but the energy you need for your nervous system and your intelligence or your spiritual energy comes from rest. Resting your body. Amen? Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Now understand, God wants you to enjoy your everyday life, every minute of your life. And what's really sad, I mean, think about it. John 10, 10 says, Jesus died for us so that we can have life and have it more abundantly. He wants you to be happy. You need to get a revelation of that. But what's really sad is we have so many Christians who proclaim in Jesus, all right, as their Lord, and they're not enjoying their life. Now, if that's you, well, we need to talk because God wants you to be happy. He wants you to enjoy this life. And it's really sad and it really breaks my heart to look a little, to dig a little deeper and just think about the price that Jesus paid. See, he paid the price, the ultimate, a horrible death so that he could redeem us from sickness. He could redeem us from poverty. He could redeem us from sin. Come on. He did that, and he paid that price to put us in right standing with God Almighty himself, our creator. He did that for us, for you and I, all of us. He, did, he chose to go through that for, this, for us. But yet we still have so many Christians that don't understand that and don't have that realization, and they're still struggling to just simply survive. Amen, but glory to God. All we have to do is believe the Word of God. Understand who we are in Christ and what the Word of God says that we are and we have by faith. Amen. Now, the key to walking in victory in this life is simple. Choose to live by God's grace by, through faith. All right? God's grace is the power. That's God's power working in you, is which is what enables you to do whatever you're doing in this life. All right? So you live by grace through faith. And all of it's possible by faith. And listen, when you try to do it on your own, and I've done this I don't know how many times, and you try to fix it in your own strength, make things happen, maybe God's not moving as fast as you want, or maybe God's not answering the prayer that's the way you do feel like God ought to be answering the prayer. See, that's sometimes when you throw prayer out there and you expect God to answer it this way. Well, he may be answering the prayer, but he may be answering it a different way. And sometimes you have a tendency to make, try to stir it up, try to make something happen. Well, when you do that, you're only going to end up beat down, discouraged, and tired, and just war slap out. Come on, we're in Alabama. I can use that language. War slap out. But listen, when you press into him, When you press into God, you enter into his rest by faith, fully trusting God. And listen, that's when you enjoy life to its fullest, no matter what mountain is in front of you. And we talked about mountains last week. Had a couple pop up, three or four pop up this week. All right? Hebrews 4, 9 and 11. Hebrews 4, 9 and 11. Says there remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did from His. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. Listen, be intentional about yourself. Find time to set aside time for you to rest physically, 
Spiritually, sometimes you need to rest. You need to recoup. Now, remember, the rest of God that he's talking about here is not a rest from work. It's not a physical rest from your body. It's a rest in work. What do I mean by that? That's when you work by his grace to do whatever God is calling you to do, and then you leave the part that you can't do with your own strength to God and fully trust by faith that he's going to take care of it. And that's the hardest thing for people to do, is to give the rest to God. Give it to him. Let him handle it. Hebrews 4.3 says, now, who, now, we who have, now we who have believed enter that rest. Start by believing. And listen, re- learn to remind yourself of Mark 11.23. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Listen, that should be a keynote scripture of yours. You should have it on your mirror and you should remind yourself of it and remind yourself of the authority that you have in this word to speak positively and to speak this word over your life and over the situations that come up in your life. And listen, don't try to believe. I hear, I, I was talking with somebody a few weeks ago and he said, well, pastor, I'm trying to believe. No, don't try. Believe. It's a choice. Believe. When you are trying to believe, you haven't fully entered into God's rest. When you fully believe, that's when you have complete rest or complete trust, complete confidence, complete faith in God Almighty to take care of you. Now, living by faith isn't hard. It's not hard. It's rest, trust, Trusting God and unexplainable peace. I remember when Mindy and Stephen were in Ukraine adopting Ryan. And they were trying to make some decisions and it's a tough process. And he called back and Matt told him, he said, well, Stephen, you need to follow after peace. On these decisions, follow after peace. And they did. They followed after peace. And thank God Ryan's here. Right here, great young man. Now, remember this. And this is something that so many people don't have a revelation of. In life, whatever God is calling you to do, you have a teammate, okay? You have a part and God has a part. Don't try to do it all yourself. You just need to make sure you're doing your part and then trusting God to do His part. You know, you hear me talk about, you don't act like the problem's not there. Yes, the problem's there. You deal with the problem, everything you can naturally with your own physical strength, but you don't push yourself beyond your limits, and then you lean and trust on God through faith for the rest, that he's going to do his part. That's how you do it. It's a team effort. You see, when you try to do God's part, that's when you bring on the unnecessary pressure and the stress. Because you've got to remember, God didn't equip us to handle life struggles on our own. He set this up for us to lean on Him, press into Him, allow Him to work with you. It's a team effort. Learn to do your part and by faith fully trust in God to do His part and then walk in the victory that comes from living out the plan that God has for your life. That's what it's all about. Happy, happy, happy. And it's a choice. Happy, happy, happy. Who was it that used to say that? Sigh. Of Duck Dynasty, that's right. Happy, happy, happy. It's a choice. 
It's a choice, all right? Trusting God simply means you let worry and fear go and you enter in His rest with childlike faith and live by grace through faith. Childlike faith. You know, I had somebody ask, actually ask me, what is childlike faith? Well, think about when you were a kid. You had a, you, hopefully you grew up with a mom and a dad or you had a guardian or a parent. But when you were a young child, you never wondered where did the food come from? Where did the clothes come from? Where did the, where, where did the electricity and the water all? You just knew that you knew mom or dad took care of that. Well, listen, that's the same faith that God wants us to have with him. He is your heavenly father. He's your spiritual father. As you walk this day, he doesn't want you down here wondering, where's my food coming from? Where's my provision coming from? No, he wants you walking out the plan that he's called you to do, fully trusting him. Now, that don't mean you don't have to make decisions about where I'm going to go buy groceries. That's not what I'm saying there. But to have that childlike faith. You can remember what it was like when you were a kid. Think back and you're like, wow, that's right, that's right. Well, God wants us to have that same childlike faith. Now, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. So we're saved by grace through faith. And you, listen, you walk out the plan for your life the same way you receive salvation, by grace, through faith. And we can do that simply because of the sacrifice that Jesus Christ did for us. He made that sacrifice for us. He paid that price. And watch this. It's through that personal relationship with Christ that you access God's grace to do whatever he's calling you to do. Whatever your plan is. See, think back. Beginning of the church, I've been, I've been pushing that relationship, pushing, reading the Word of God. Why? Because it's vital. You have to have it. In order to access the grace or the power of God in your life, you have to have that relationship with Him. It all goes hand in hand. It all goes together. Now, million dollar question. How do you rest in God and still find yourself doing whatever it is you need to do to live? I know somebody's in here going, come on, Pastor, you haven't answered that question yet. Listen, it's very simple. Don't overcomplicate it. You just do whatever it is that you ought to be doing, but you do it with an inward rest, by faith, knowing that God loves you, trusting in Him, trusting in His Word, and knowing that He's got your back, and knowing that He wants the best for you, and He's going to do everything that He can to, to, to provide everything that you need to walk out the plan of God for your life. Now, let me give you an example. Just bring it down to earth. Say you got a job interview this week. All right, well, what do you do? All right, hopefully you've been praying about the job and this was an open door. If not, first you take it to God. You go to him. All right, pastor, you know, father, I've got this job interview, blah, 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 blah. You ask for wisdom. You ask for favor with the interviewers. Then you do your part in the natural. You prepare. You do maybe do some research on the company. Maybe you do research on the city. Maybe the job's in a different city or, or the position you're taking. And you just take some steps to gain some knowledge to give you, you know, to give you something to, to, to ask the right questions in the interview. And then on the day of the interview, you dress appropriately. You prepare in the natural, okay? But then when you go into that interview, you've gone to God in prayer, 
Stand confidently with that inward rest and trust God to move through you with His grace to work through you. Pray for wisdom. He'll give you words to say and the right questions to answer. And you'll be like, wow, where'd that come from? But that's how it works. And he'll give you favor with the people that you're having the interview. And it's so cool that when you learn to do your part in the natural, and then when God starts coming together, it's like some, one pastor said it like this, that when the natural comes together with the supernatural, it makes an explosive force for God. And that's so cool and so true, so true. But when you do your part, all right, and then you see God come through and he starts giving you favor and you'll have an unexplainable peace in your spirit, in your sight, and a confidence. You'll walk in that room, not like this. You'll have your shoulders up, head up, shake that hand firm, eye contact, and be ready to ask wise, good questions decisions. And it's so cool. And you'll see God do whatever he has to do to empower you to be successful in that interview, provided that's the will of God for your life. Amen. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways submit to him and he'll make your path straight. So you got to believe, 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 believe. So now as you go forward, Today, take time to be intentional about your life, all right? You got to take some responsibility for your life. See when, understand when, know your limits, and make time to rest yourself physically and spiritually. And don't push yourself to the breaking point. Don't do it. And I'm, I'm really preaching to myself here, guys. You guys don't know, I mean, because I'm one that will... I will work all day and all night if it takes it to get the job done. I have to make myself to be intentional. I have to pull myself back. All right? Learn your limits and trust in God. And you know, it's a great thing that we live in the day that we're in. And we, and we get to, and if you don't have a revelation of this, please, I want you to, to get a revelation of this. But it's awesome that we can know that God is always with us. Get that revelation. Get it and understand no matter what you're going through or no matter what comes up against you, you've got a teammate. He's on your side. You just got to do part of it. You do your part. Amen. And understand he's right there. He's given us his grace for everything that you need in this life. And now, all you got to do is learn to trust him, trust in his word, trust his love for us, and learn to do your part and then give it the rest to him. And I want you to do something for me. When you go out from this from here, and you you know, we, we live in a fallen world, you're gonna get out there and you're gonna be encouraged and you're gonna but you're gonna have some things come up against you. You're gonna feel a little overwhelmed, maybe. Maybe you feel like, oh, I just can't do this, I can't accomplish this, or I can't do this. When you start getting those feelings and you start feeling it come on, I want you to stop what you're doing. Stop. And I want you to breathe. Stop and breathe. I'm serious. Stop and breathe. You know, they say a breath is like the name Yahweh from God. So when you take that breath, remind yourself of God. If you have to take 10 breaths, stop and breathe. 
It gives you a minute to recoup. It gives you a minute to think and not react just off of emotion. But when you breathe, remind yourself of God. Get your focus back on God. Come on. And then enter into His rest again. And know that He's got you back. And He's going to see you through. And he's got there, he's going to provide. When he guides you, he will provide for you, no matter what it is, if you're seeking out the plan that he has for your life. Amen. Well, I want to do something a little different when, I, when I, I'm going to close out here. And I think we're all family in here. And, and when I was up here praying last night, uh, God revealed some things to me. And uh, it's been a hard week. For Compass Church, not the operations of the church. Church is operating fine. It's just been a hard week for a lot of our family, a lot of our people. And it may be some of you in here, some of the people aren't here that are struggling with some things. But I want to close out in prayer together as one unified body. All right? Matthew eighteen nineteen says that if, if two of you on earth agree, it will be done for them by my Father. You know, we're going to stand together in agreement for each and every person that's a part of this church, that are that is a member of this church, and we're going to pray and we're going to speak against anything that Satan may try to bring against this church. Because listen, there is a, there is some good things, great things that God wants to do with this church and with these people, and these, we're not going to let hiccups. Because listen, I wouldn't be a good pastor if I just came up here and preached a message every week just to, to make you feel good and never took time to, to, to see what's happening in your life and, 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 and to, to help you and to pray for you. Pray for you to walk in the victory and to pray for the, the enemy to, to not hassle you and not to, to come against you constantly. Because listen, it doesn't take much for people to, to, to get a little discouraged and then they don't want to do any more. So what I'm going to do is I want everybody in here to come down front. Everybody. I know those of you who like your seat, it won't take but just a second to do this. We're going to come together and I want you, Jazz, Tony, I want all of y'all to come down for this. We're going to stand right here. We're going to agree in faith and we're going to pray and we're going to proclaim the power of God over the people in this church. Here, you guys come all around in here. It's not about... People seeing us. Let's just fill this room. What I want is I want you to be able to touch a shoulder or hold a hand because we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pray. Come on in here. We got room. Listen, you're you're my family. You're my family. Everybody look around. This is your family. This is your church family. Listen, family takes care of family, right? And that's what this is all about. This is about praying for one another. This <laughs> This is about believing God. This is what I'm talking about when I talk about believing God for, for health and, and encouragement for your fellow family member. This is what this is about. It's about praying. And we're going to rebuke Satan on behalf of this church, all right? So what I want you to do is we're gonna, I'm going to pray. And I want you just to simply release your faith by agreeing with me. That's that simple. That's all you do. And, da- and dads, you need to be doing this with your family. Moms, you need to be doing this with your family. You need to be standing in agreement for prayer and in faith for your family. All right? Well, this is your church family, and we're going to do this. All right? 
So let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this church. And we thank you for the vision you've given us for this church. And you've given me for this church. And we thank you for the great and mighty things that we're going to do. And I thank you for each and every person that has come in this building. And come in this place to be a part of this church, Lord. And I thank you for what you've done and what you're doing and what you're going to do. And Father, we stand in agreement. That Satan, we rebuke you now on behalf of this church and on behalf of the word of God. You have no place in anybody's life in this church. No place in any part of this building. No place, whether it be healing, financial, or wherever. Satan, we command you to leave now. In Jesus' name, you have no choice but to flee. And Father, we pray and we stand in agreement for this. And Father, we pray and we believe full blessing on each and every person. And Father, we pray and I believe for guidance for every single person. Clear guidance. Holy Spirit, you come in this room and you give them wisdom to take the steps for their life. And Father, you show them clearly the plan that you have for their lives so that we can be walking out and working out this plan that you have for this church. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, glory to God. Thank you guys. I love you guys. Hey, listen. I know this is closing out a little different, but this is important. You guys are the family. You know, we want, I want to see the... I'm telling you, you just do not know how much I pray for you guys to be walking in the victory. All right? Because it's there. We just have to believe it. We just have to trust Him by faith and accept it and take it and learn to confess it over our own lives no matter what comes up against us. All right? And keep that right positive attitude no matter what mountain pops up. Amen? All right. You guys are dismissed. You know, don't forget.